0: Sholem Aleichem is the revered father of Yiddish literature. His work is often compared to the great American author Mark Twain. Like Twain, Sholem Aleichem had an ear for the way people talked and lived and recreated on the page the world of the Jewish shtetl, the small towns in Eastern Europe. In his book, Muttel Paisi, the Cantor's son, Sholem Aleichem tells the story of Muttel a poor orphan who learns to find his own way in the world. In this chapter, Muttle becomes embroiled in one of his big brother's recipes to get rich quick. And as you'll see, it's a true recipe for disaster. The Neighborhood Sneezes by Sholem Aleichem, translated by Elisa Chevron, and read here by Hershey Felder.
1: Guess what we're breaking our heads over these days? Mice. All week my brother Eliyahu has been studying his little book on how to make money with little investment. From one rouble, a hundred rubles. He's already learned he says how to drive out mice, cockroaches and other vermin. Rats too. Just let him put a powder in the right place and not one mouse will be left. They'll run away or die. No more mice. How he makes it, I don't know. It's a secret. Only he and the book know the secret, no one else. He keeps the book in his bosom pocket, the powder in a paper. The powder is reddish and ground fine like snuff. It's called shemeritzi. What is shemeritzi? Turkish pepper. What is Turkish pepper? If you don't stop these what-is's, you'll find your head going through the door. That's what my brother Eliyahu says to me. He hates to be asked questions just when he's in the middle of work. I look on and keep my mouth shut. I see that along with the red powder, he has another powder. It also works on mice, but you have to be very careful with it. Deadly poison, my brother Eliyahu says, maybe a hundred times to my mother Bruche and me, especially to me, lest God forbid I touch it. It's poison. We make our first test on our neighbor Pessy's mice. An endless horde of mice live there. Her husband is a bookbinder. Moshe is his name. His house is always full of prayer books. Mice love prayer books, and not so much the prayer books as the glue with which the books are held together. But as long as they're eating the glue, they might as well eat the prayer books too. They do enormous damage. Once they gnawed through one of his holiday prayer books, brand new, right where the king was printed in large letters. They really loved those words, the king. They only left the crown of the letter Lamed. Let me at them for one night, my brother Eliahu pleads with the bookbinder. The bookbinder won't have it. He says, I'm afraid you'll ruin my prayer books. How will I ruin your prayer books, my brother Eliyahu asks him. I don't know how, but I'm still afraid. These prayer books belong to other people, argue with the bookbinder. But we finally did manage to have him agree for us to spend just one night there. The first night didn't work out too well for us. We didn't catch one mouse. But my brother Eliyahu says it was a good sign. The mice, he says, sniffed out our powder and ran off. The bookbinder shook his head and smirked. Apparently he didn't believe this. Still and all. Word got around town that we could drive away mice. It was our neighbor Pessy who got the word around. She went off one morning to the market and spread the word all over town that no one drives away mice like they drive away mice. She made our reputation. Before the mice, it was the kvass she trumpeted all over town, and after that she trumpeted far and wide that we made the best ink in the world. But what did her trumpeting help when no one needed ink? But mice are not the same as ink. Mice are everywhere, in every house. Every homeowner has a cat. But what good is one cat against so many mice, and especially rats? Rats are as afraid of a cat as Haman is of a Purim noise baker. In fact, a cat itself is afraid of a rat. That's what Berech the shoemaker says. He tells terrifying tales about rats. People say he is a big exaggerator, but even if what he says is only half true, it's still bad. He says that rats ate up a pair of new boots. He swears up and down, and you must believe him. He says that he himself saw two big rats come out of their nest and before his very eyes eat up a pair of boots. It was at night. He was afraid of coming too close to them. Two huge rats, as big as calves. He chased them from a distance, whistled at them, stamped his feet, screamed. Ksh, 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 ksh. Nothing helped. He threw the heel of a boot at them, but they just glanced at him and went about their business. Then he threw the cat at them. They attacked the cat and ate her up too. Nobody wanted to believe him, but if a person swears, you have to believe him. Give me just one night, my brother Eliyahu said to him, and I'll drive out all the rats. Ah, with the greatest pleasure, said Berech the shoemaker, I'll thank you for it. We sat through one whole night at Berech the Shoemakers, who himself sat with us. Ah, what wondrous tales he told us. He was a veteran of the Turkish war, stationed in a place called Plevne. They were shooting with cannons. Do you know how big a cannon is? You can be sure that one cannonball is bigger than this whole house, and they shoot a thousand such cannonballs in one minute. What do you think of that? When that cannonball flies through the air, it screams so loud, you can go deaf. Once he was standing guard, as Berich the shoemaker told it, when suddenly he heard a bang and something was carrying him up in the air, high up, way above the clouds, and there the cannonball exploded into a thousand pieces. It was just lucky, he said, that he fell on a soft place, otherwise he would have broken his head. My brother Eliyahu listened to this tale and his eyebrows smiled. That is to say, he himself wasn't laughing, but his eyebrows were laughing. A strange laughter. Berich the shoemaker didn't notice this. He didn't stop telling fantastic tales. One story was more scary than the next. And that's how we spent our time until daybreak. And rats? Not a one. You're a magician! said Berech the shoemaker to my brother Eliyahu. And he went out into the town and told everyone about this miracle, how with a magical incantation we drove away all the rats in one night. He swore that he himself saw how after my brother Eliyahu muttered something, the rats came out of their nests and ran down the hill to the river, swam across the river and kept running. He did not know where to. Are you the people who drive away mice? Asked all the people who come to hire us to drive away the mice with our magical incantation. But my brother Eliyahu is an honest person. He hates lies. He says he doesn't drive away mice with a magical incantation, but with a powder. He has a kind of powder that once the mice smell it, they run away. Let it be a powder. Let it be whatever you want. So long as you drive away the mice, how much will it cost? My brother Eliau hates to bargain. He says that for the powder it will cost so much, and for the labor so much, and so much. As you might expect, he keeps on raising the price. Actually, it isn't he who raises the price, but my sister-in-law. Make up your mind, she says. If you're going to eat pig, let the fat run down your beard. If you're going to be a mouse catcher, at least make some money from it. No, and where is fairness? Where is God, my mother interjects. And my sister-in-law Brucha snaps at her. Fairness, there is fairness. She indicates the stove. God, here is God. She slaps her pockets. Brucha, what did you say God be with you? My mother cries, wringing her hands. Why are you wasting your time talking to a fool? Says my brother Eliyahu to my mother, pacing around the room, twisting his beard. He has quite a full beard. It grows like crazy. He twists it and it grows in a weird way. Of all places, it grows thickest on his throat. His face is smooth, but his throat is hairy. Have you ever seen such a beard? Any other time. My sister-in-law, Brucha, would have ruined his day at the very least for calling her a fool. But this time, She ignored it because he was earning money. Whenever my brother Eliyahu is earning money, he becomes a big shot in her eyes. I am also more valued in her eyes because I help my brother earn money. Usually she calls me a schlepper, or a schlamazel, or a poor excuse of a kid. Now she is more endearing. She calls me Motale. Motale, hand me my shoes. Motale. Draw some water for me. Motele Take out the garbage. You see, if you earn money, they talk to you different. The trouble with my brother Eliyahu is that he overdoes things. When he made kvas, it was a barrelful. Ink? A thousand bottles. A powder for mice? A full sack. Our neighbor's husband, the bookbinder, told him, Why do you need so much powder? I don't think my brother Eliyahu appreciated this. Had they at least locked the sack up in a closet? But no, they all went off and left me alone with it. Was it my fault that I rode the sack as if it were a horse? Am I a prophet that I should know the sack would burst and all this yellow stuff would come pouring out? It was the powder that my brother Eliyahu used to drive the mice away. It had such a sharp smell, you could faint from it. I bent down and tried to sweep up what it had piled, but was seized by a fit of sneezing. Had I inhaled a whole box of snuff, I wouldn't have sneezed as hard. I sneezed and sneezed till I finally ran outside hoping to stop sneezing. Guess what happened? Along came my mother who saw me sneezing. She asked me, what's the matter? All I could do was answer her with sneezes, and more sneezes, and again sneezes. God help me! Where did you catch such a cold? said my mother, wringing her hands. I couldn't stop sneezing and pointed toward the house. She went in and soon ran back out, sneezing even worse than I. Along came my brother Eliyahu, and saw us both sneezing. He asked, What's the matter? My mother pointed toward the house. He went in and came bounding out, shouting, Who did... It's been a long time since I had seen my brother Eliyahu so angry. He came at me with both hands. It was just lucky he was sneezing, or else I would have really gotten it. Along came my sister-in-law, Brucha, and found all three of us holding our sides, sneezing. What's going on in there? Why this sneezing all of a sudden? What could we tell her? Could we so much as utter a word? We pointed toward the house. She went in and ran right out again, red as fire, and assailed my brother Eliyahu. What did I touch? Along came our neighbor, fat Pessy. She spoke to us, but none of us could answer her with so much as a word. We pointed toward the house. She too went in and came running out again. What have you? My neighbor waved her hands in the air. Along came her husband, the bookbinder, looked at us and laughed. (laughs) What is all this sneezing about? Just go in there. We said and pointed toward the house. The bookbinder went into our house and ran out laughing. (laughs) I know what it is. I smelled it. That's the Shemmery. He grabbed his eyes and started sneezing. With each sneeze, he lifted himself up on his tiptoes. Within half an hour, all our neighbors and their neighbors and their uncles and aunts and third cousins and their friends, the whole neighborhood from one end to the next was in a sneezing fit. Why was my brother Eliyahu so frightened? Apparently he was afraid they would let out their anger for the sneezing at him. He took me by the hand and still sneezing, we ran down the hill to his friend Penny. It took a good hour and a half before we could even speak like human beings. My brother Eliyahu told his friend Pinny the whole story. His friend Pinny listened thoughtfully like a doctor listening to a patient. When my brother Eliyahu finished, his friend Pinny said to him, Give me that book. My brother Eliyahu took the book out of his bosom pocket and handed it to his friend Pinny. His friend Pinny read the title, From One Ruble a Hundred Rubles. Remedies made from ordinary ingredients. With your own hands, make a hundred rubles a month and more. He took the book and tossed it into the stove, right on the fire. My brother Eliyahu lunged with both hands to the fire. His friend, Pinny held him back. Slow down. Not so fast. After a few minutes, my brother Eliyahu's book about making a hundred rubles a month and more was a pile of ashes. One unburned page remained on which you could barely make out the
0: word Shemeritsi. What? YOU! That was The Neighborhood Sneezes by Shalom Alechem from his book, Mussel Pacey, The Cantor's Son. Translated by Eliza Chevron and read here by Hershey Felder.